Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morning Star Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, brethren. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe, Worshipful Brother Ken, and with us tonight, Brother Art Del Cueto. I got it. Yeah, you got it. Got it. Wow! Yay! (laughs) Don't make him say it again. (laughs) And uh, that was perfect. I'm glad because I'm telling you, I butchered, I butchered the hell out of last (laughs) night. Um, but, uh, brother, you are from, uh, down in two outs, right outside of Tucson, Arizona, and you are a border patrol agent. Yeah. So I don't really plug my, me being an agent, but obviously it's obvious, right. When, when right. people start looking me up, um, and the, the reason I'm able to do a lot of these things and I, and I do a lot of podcasts, I do a lot of news interviews, uh, TV interviews and, and different things like that is because I can wear my union hat, right? Uh-huh. So, um, I, 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 I work out at Tucson sector, but I am the local president of the union down here. And then I'm the national vice president of the border patrol council. I'm also the spokesman for the border patrol council. I am the host of the green line. I have my own uh, podcast and radio show down here in, in, uh, in Tucson. And well, I mean, you can pick it up wherever you're at it. We work through iHeartRadio, and it's called the green line. And we speak a lot about political and little border issues and stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. And then once in a while, uh, when more times than not, when I have a certain manager or a leader in my organization that is just a bully and picking on agents, uh-huh. I go ahead and drop I drop his name and I attack him on the podcast. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> so like what we do with the uh, Illuminati Brotherhood. <laughs> it's kind of like what we do with each other, right? You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I try to control right. the world. You know how it is. Right. Yeah, you know? yep. I've been accused of that. I think I've been accused of that one too many times already, though. Yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, we'll start off with this before we get into your Masonic career. Um, right. I want to say it was episode three or four. When the the big hot political debate was uh, building the border wall down yep. south, and right. and I'm going to read the meme that uh, I had seen, which uh, infuriated me. And while you're looking that up, I just want to state those were the dark times before Brother Ken and I, which yes. Brother Ken and I yes. joined the podcast, the long, long ago, yes, the, the before time, <laughs> the dark ages. <laughs> so that was like February of this year, I think, right? right? We, we came on in like March. So See, here we go. There was that See, period. Yeah. See, Brother Art, this is what I'm talking about. It's the well, Brother Art. What you're going to find out is that 
brother, worship, right worshipable brother George. God forbid I get that wrong. Yes. Um, likes to make this all about him sometimes. Oh, so God. so be okay. <laughs> Just understand that going in. So we like That's to good. we That's like to good. push back a little bit to remind them. Someone's got to be the star, brother. Someone's got to be the star. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, but if you saw my hair, you'd know it was me. <laughs> but <laughs> but you can't see that right now. You so. can see it. <laughs> well, I don't have hair, so I'll be the last to attack it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the meme that was posted was actually a picture of you standing next to uh, President Donald Trump. And it was talking about the, you were in the White House and you were discussing right. the situation down at the border. You mm-hmm. were wearing your Masonic lapel pin. And uh, right. you were doing, you were talking, and some, let's call him a, some fucking idiot. I'm gonna flat out say it. Raph's gonna yell at me for dropping an f bomb. Well, you, you should beep that out. Uh, no, uh, we'll see. Okay, yeah. if I feel like it. Um, but it's a picture of you, and below it, it has the square and compasses, and then below that, it reads "Free Masonic Pin Worn by the Border Patrol Agent Art Del Cueto." Cueto, thank Cueto. you. Told you I was going to butcher it again. Perfect. Um, During White House press briefing about building the wall. The wall is not for being built for criminals, terrorists, or Mexicans. It's for being built by the New World Order. I can't even say this without laughing. (laughs) Illuminati, Freemasons to keep you locked in so that when the government established martial martial law, take your guns away, activate FEMA camps, and start indiscriminately murdering you. You will never be able to escape the horror of what's about to unfold. I remember seeing that. That's too, the meme. That like, that, 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 oh that. my god! And I went on a tangent <laughs> during that, that episode. <laughs> and uh, so, unbeknownst to me, uh, a couple days ago, I think it was actually earlier this week, uh, I got a message through Facebook. Yeah, it was Monday, and it was Worship Brother Art. Yep. And um, he says, "Hey, thank you for defending me on the podcast." And I'll be honest. Uh, and brother, you were like, what? We're like, who's messing with this? Brother Art, you, you'll laugh at this. Who's this guy? Well, we have, a good, well, we have a good run at each other on the podcast, right? So I'm looking at right. the message and I'm like, this is totally Joe with a fake Facebook account. Somebody's he's screwing, catfishing He's screwing yeah. me. He's catfishing me here, right? And then uh, I ended up like, look, I'm like, nah. So I went through and I'm like, oh my God, it is him. <laughs> like, So it's it's a distinct honor and pleasure to have you on with us. So in, in addition to that, so once he decided that I wasn't messing with him, he sent me a message saying, oh my God, this guy just messaged me. And I'm th- I'm thinking to myself, okay, now George is messing with me. This isn't really <laughs> yeah, happening. None of us trust like, each other. We, we, we've got that that relationship where we just don't <laughs> trust each other. So we're, it, it's a, like like uh, he said, it, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's uh, a pleasure to have you with us. So we, one question that we do have is how did how was it brought to your attention? Were you listening to the podcast? Did somebody tell you that we were so speaking I, I, about you? Yeah, one of my brothers, one of my brothers in large. He sent me a text, uh, so and he listens to you guys religiously, and and he sends me. His name is Toby, so shout out to Toby. I gotta got I gotta give him that shout out. We'll give Toby and a little toast later message. on. Toby's getting a toast. <laughs> <laughs> so Toby sends me this, and he says, "Hey, brother, check this out." And I was like, I didn't even know what it was, so I opened it up and I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh, great! These guys are gonna roast me." And and then and then I, and I was a little upset. Before I even saw it, and I'm going to tell you why, because so there's different Facebook pages, obviously, yeah. that are that are run by Masons, right? And there was there's one particular one here in Arizona, and it was Arizona Masons, and there was another, uh, you know, Masons Worldwide, just different Facebook pages. Right. And somebody posted a picture, 
And it wasn't that meme. I've seen a whole bunch of others that they've made fun of it. Uh-huh. And they posted a picture and they, it was, it was, it was a brother, but he was attacking me, uh, politically. And, and then other mm-hmm. guys jumped on and then some other guys that were in favor of what I was saying jumped on there and they started saying, no, you don't know this guy. And then somebody that knew me jumped on and says, Hey, I know Art. Mm-hmm. Art, you know, he's a past master. Mm-hmm. I know him. He's solid. He's a good dude. And they just, different guys start going back and forth. So when I see yours, the one that Toby sends me, I'm like, oh man, are these guys roasting me? And then I listened to it and I said, wow, these guys, these guys are really, really cool. They're rock stars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I see so I really was, I was I enjoyed it. I said, you know what? These guys are solid. They're, they're helping out. Um, and then I just wanted to go with it. You know what I mean? I didn't want to, mm. uh, I, I listened to it. I thought it was fantastic. I will tell you this though, that every, everybody, the memes that are out there, and what's being said, I wasn't at the White House talking about building a wall. Mm-hmm. That's not even what that, that was about. Right, right. I was there that day concerning the shutdown. We were mm-hmm. going through a right. government shutdown at the time, uh, which I myself was suffering through the shutdown because I hadn't been paid. So I went you know, a couple months without a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I went out there to the White House. Uh, I've been there several times. President Trump wanted to talk to us. We show up. We're just sitting at, we're sitting there at the, uh, at, in the Oval Office, right? So we're just kicking back, talking about different issues, you know, drinking a couple of sodas. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we went back and forth and, and, and we were explaining some things. And, and then President Trump says, you know, that's, that's a really good point. One of the things that I had told him, I said, look, I want my paycheck, plain and simple. Yeah. But yeah. I understand you're not the one that controls it right now. Congress needs to get together and be able to come up with a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consider border issues or immigration issues or, or border security anything that should be divided by parties. I think right. whether you, you're right wing, you're left wing, you're liberal, you're conservative, whatever, at the end of the day, either party, either individual that is, that belongs to that party, they want to feel secure at home. Right. Uh, right. And I asked that to a lot of people. I said, okay, so you, so you don't like Trump, you do like Trump. My only question to you is this. When you go home at night and you go to sleep, do you lock your door? Mm-hmm. And everyone tells me they lock their door. And I say, well, that's all I'm asking for a nation's borders. I just want it to be, you know, the, the borders to be locked. And if people want to come in, into my home, they knock on my door. Mm-hmm. If they want to come into the country, I want them to knock on my door. And I said that to the president. So then President Trump says, you know what? Let's do a press conference. And, and, yeah, Guess what? It's your it, job you know? now. Right. I said, I mean, what am I going to tell the president? No, I need to No, I can't yeah, do exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> let's do it. So then President Trump immediately says, all right, well, uh, let's, let's, let's get ready. And I, and I stopped at that point. And I said, wait a minute. You, you mean like do it right now? <laughs> and he said, yeah, we're already here. Uh, so he, he called other people. So that's in, how all that. And then um, Sarah Sanders comes into the room and he explains it to her. And Sarah Sanders said, well, you know, you're the president. We know whatever you want to do. <laughs> we were originally going to do it outside, like in the grass area. Right. But then, uh, but for security reasons, she said, hey, we need to do it in the press room. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then he, then they did bring up, they said, uh, President Trump, you have, cause it was the first, uh, press conference that he had ever given where he spoke in the press room. Uh-huh. It's usually his press secretary that speaks there. He hadn't. Right. Throughout his whole president, he had not spoken there. It was going to be the first time. 
And they reminded him, they said, hey, you know, it's your first time doing it. And he said, well, I got all these guys with me. He goes, you know, I feel pretty safe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, then. (laughs) Right. So within 10 minutes from from that, within 10 minutes, we were already standing in the hall. And, you know, the people in charge were saying, okay, you stand here, you stand there, you stand this, everyone. And then President Trump uh, looked at our national president and he says, I'm going to introduce you. And then you introduce Art. And then I was asked, he goes, do you want to introduce anyone? So I immediately said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to introduce Hector Garza. And the only reason I did it is because, one, Hector Garza is a great guy. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to, him I wanted him to feel the pressure just like I was feeling the pressure. Right, well, exactly. This guy speak too. Spread so, it around a little yeah, bit. Spread the wall. <laughs> right? Yeah. So three minutes later, we're all standing up there. It was completely ad-lib. There was no notes. I mean, if there was any planning about it, it was probably 10 minutes of planning before we even went out there. And and we did what we did. Afterwards, we went back to the uh, Oval Office. We spoke. We, we sat down in one of the lunchrooms, and we kicked back, and we spoke for about another hour. And then we left. Well, as soon as I leave, my phone was already <laughs> blowing up. I can only imagine what that must be like. <laughs> it was insane. It was like nonstop blowing up. There was guys that I represent, agents that were saying good job. Uh, obviously, my guys, my brothers from Lodge, you know, were mm-hmm. you know thumbing thumbs up and everything. Hey, we yep. saw you up there. Hey, we saw that you wore the pin because I always wear a Masonic pin. So yep. when I go, I've done hundreds of of interviews with Fox. Mm-hmm. I always pick a different Masonic pin to wear from a different lodge. Mm-hmm. So oh, I they, cool. and and now they just they're given to me and I wear it. Because I want to be able to say, I, I don't wear it because of the whole, oh, look how mystical he's a, he's a Freemason. Right. Mm-hmm. I honestly wear it because I want to be able to be up there. And obviously, I'm a representative of the Border Patrol agents. That's wh- what I speak on behalf of. But at the same time, I wear these pins because bro, I grew up in a small town on the border. Mm. I'm in the freaking White House, man. Yeah. I'm sitting in the White House. You know, I, I've been in there, you know, several, more than, I was like close to five times. I'm in the White House. When right. I wear a Masonic pin on my clothing and I'm in the White House, I'm not art. It's right. not me. It's every single brother that wears that ring. It's every brother that has taken the oath. It's every brother that's a Mason. Whether you like President Trump or don't like President Trump, right. we got to agree it's the White House. You're in the White House. Gotta respect House. the office. Yeah. And, you have to respect the office. And yep. that's why I do it, man. But yeah, I got bombarded by a lot of, of hate mail. Uh, I received a ton of um, uh, death threats after that. I was I was called a skinhead. Um, they they did some. Uh, the FBI actually had to do some uh, some uh, checkups and uh, and threat assessments because wow. of the threats that I was so, receiving. So they called Just you a they called you a skinhead. Yeah, they can, said can so you because please repeat your last on, name one more time. Challenged, they they did go up and they said, you know, hey, these white supremacist skinheads, and I'm sitting here going, guys, I'm 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 an immigrant, you know, <laughs> I just have right. to do it legally. <laughs> wow, that's that's. I mean, I'm light, bright, and almost white, but you know, I'm Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so just wow. just out of curiosity, if we were to send you some local lodge pins from out here, if you're ever in the White House again. 
No, no, no. Would no. you wear one? For I'm going to do one better. Oh, one here better. we go. Here's he's, see. I told, send you a I told you he's got to one up us every time. We're also going to send. Oh, wear it. We're going to send you a Freemasons podcast shirt. The next press secretary. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's got to wear a jacket. He's got to wear a jacket. <laughs> I know. I know. But if you're just hanging out in the in the rose garden or something, yeah, you know, throw it up. Take a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are all casual. Just saying. T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, I'll do that for you guys. I'll do it in the lunchroom. That, that's go. fine. We we will accept that. We'll send you a care package. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll send you a little swag bag. Yes, sir. Uh, so right. yeah, that's. I mean, that's where it comes out. But there's been tons of these these memes. There's even uh, something on YouTube where where it's a, a little short YouTube thing. It's about. I don't know, five minutes, and and it shows me with glowing eyes, and then it shows like like uh, Baphomet, wow. and then like oh like, it, like it's there's so much involved. I mean, these guys. I'm thinking to myself, man, you went through all that trouble. Yeah. So so now you understand my pain because as a as a redhead and a ginger, I'm often accused of having no soul. No. So it sounds like you got a little true, you got a little taste. Of, what do you mean? What do you mean that's true? I almost spit my beer across the room. <laughs> I almost spit my beer clean across the room. One one guest calls me a, a the p word. Yeah, and now another guest says I have no have soul. <laughs> this is great. I like this. <laughs> now, uh, uh, Worship brother Pat Militech told Joe that he was a female's uh, uh, a cat reproductive uh, a cat. Yes, yeah, yeah, something like that. And now you you would say I have no soul. So I it was, was all because yeah. you believe they wouldn't find anything on Oak Island. And I, you that know, was I was trying to find a common ground with you, trying to understand the persecution that you went through. I I can relate, but you know, and you have no that, soul. that's. But I okay, all right, I'll go back in my hole, my fr- my friendless hole. All right, we're- I got nothing. For, I got nothing but love for redheads, brother. <laughs> I love you too, brother. All right, so let's back it up a little bit. Uh, let's talk about uh, your uh, what got you involved in Freemasonry, and um, what uh, what was it like your uh, first degree, the process going into everything. Oh, right on. So, both my grandparents were Freemasons. I never met neither one of them. They passed away before before I became before I was born. Um, and then my dad, my dad was a Freemason for many years. So my dad was a Mason and he was an osteopath and he did, uh, or he was an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, so, um, and he was a Mason. So I always had, he always had brothers around. Uh, mm. they were always there. Uh, you know how it is, bro. They always do each uh, other favors. The Masonic uncles. So they, <laughs> yeah. They were all over the place. That's all I knew. Yep. And, and then, you know, as I got older, I was, I was involved in other things. I didn't take the time. I didn't go through demole or nothing like that. Right. Um, I was, you know, I was too busy, you know, I, and you guys, we can get into it later. I was too busy playing in a rock and roll band at the time. And, and I had a child at a very, I was in high school when I had my son. So, you know, I didn't have time for a lot of things. I was a wild kid, man. I'll be honest. I was a wild kid. I'm still a wild um, kid. <laughs> and well, I, I'm still, I'm still a kid. I'm just not as wild anymore. Well, and George no. is about the height of a 12 year old, but uh, anyway, yeah. he gets mistaken for one every so often. Yeah. So as, as, as I grew up and I grew older, um, it was something that I always saw around my dad. And when my dad, they, I came to a point, I lost my dad 11 years ago. And when my dad was very sick, uh, I noticed that, you know, there was other doctors that were his friends and stuff like that. But the only ones that were really truly around were his Masonic brothers. Mm-hmm. That was it. 
And, and I got real close to them because they were always there. My dad was in the hospital and they were always coming around and they, did you know how it is, man? They were just yeah, always yeah. there yeah. And, and, and they were just, you know, fantastic individuals. And, and I told my dad and it wasn't, you know, it's not one of these, Hey dad, I'm going to, you know, you know, be president of the United States or I'm, I'm going to, you know, I wasn't a bad kid and Hey dad, I'm not going to do anything bad anymore. But I told my dad, I said, you know what? Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to become a Mason. Don't worry. I'm going to be, I'm going to come from Mason. I'm going to get close to your, your brothers, your friends, and, and I'm going to get involved. Um, and then, uh, and then my dad, my dad did end up passing away. And shortly after he passed away, uh, I went to, to a lodge, uh, here in Tucson and I had spoken to, to some guys there and I knew the guy, I knew he was a Mason for years. And I said, Hey, I'm really interested in it. And I told him the whole story and, you know, I've been around it the whole time. And, and he said, you know what, you know, come down to this meeting, you know, you'll meet the guys, we'll explain it. So I went, I met some of the guys in the lodge. They explained some things. I knew a lot of it. Uh, I didn't know it wasn't in depth, but I knew about it because obviously seeing my dad and, you know, if you mm -hmm. see your, if you see your dad shake, you know, his brother's hand up 10 billion times <laughs> at yeah. some point, you're going to pick up the secret. Yep, right, right. Right. You know, yeah. <clears throat> and, and the words and how to introduce yourself. So I had spoken to them and I did, I did my application and sure enough, you know, within a month, I don't know how they pulled it off that quick, but within a month they, they brought me in and I did my first degree and it was, to me, it was amazing. You know, it was, it was really, really amazing. Um, and I learned everything I needed to learn. I got my second degree within a month. Wow. So within a month, I got my second and then two months later, I got my third. Uh, but I remember my first degree, it, when I first got it, I was like, that's it? Like, this mm. ain't much. You know what I mean? This is like, it's not as crazy as people had told me. Did your, and then, did your mind change on the third, though? <laughs> huh? Well, my mind changed on the second, bro, to be honest. Uh, so when I get my second, and then you're exposed to more uh logic uh, more logic and more knowledge and and you know they show you different things and you're looking and you're going oh wow so this is going to be some work you know it's going to be more difficult mm -hmm. right. uh and then and then you get through that and then when you get your third i'm sitting here going wow this is crazy uh and i and i and, and i got really involved in it uh and i went through all the chairs uh, then in 2011 uh, so you go through all the chairs and in 2011, I was elected master of my lodge. Um, so I became worshipful master of, uh, of, uh, Anahuac 81. And I was, uh, it was there. I served my year. And then the next year, you know, you know, when you pass master, mm -hmm. that's when things just started getting really crazy at work for me. Right. Um, in 2012 and, I, I, there was some falling out there. I'm not going to get into it, but there was some, some, some falling out there with some of the brothers. Right. And then I met, um, uh, worshipful brother, Jason Stryker in mm -hmm. Tucson. And he gives me, I went to one of his lodges and we talked and he says, so you go in the lodge. I said, well, I'm a past master of an Anahuac, but you know, I'm not, I'm looking for something different. And, and, and then Jason and I clicked real well. And mm -hmm. he said, you know what? There's a lot of guys looking for something different we should start our separate lodge. Mm. So, you know, oh, wow. it, it, Jason and I got together and then uh, we had another brother that came involved, Chris Jordan, uh, Aaron Feigley, just different brothers started getting involved. Gus Portillo got involved. 
And then we sat down. We had enough. You know, we had enough to start our own lodge. Uh, and we asked for a charter, all that. And I remember specifically because I remember we were, we were sitting there and we we're saying, well, who's going to be master? You know, because you got to have like first, second, third. And I was like, Jason's like, all right, you should be master. And I was like, I got a lot of things going on because <laughs> uh, of work. So, so Jason was the first master of that lodge. We, we named it downtown, right? And then the number we got was 86, mm-hmm. which to me is so funny because like 86 is pretty much when you're 86 from somewhere, yeah. it means you can't it's, go there, right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, Done. And, Done. and this lodge was built and put together by a lot of guys. I don't want to say guys that didn't fit in where they were at, mm-hmm. but a lot of guys that mm-hmm. wanted to, they wanted something different at the time. And we were able to get united, and it just—it's just so ironic that in the at the end of the day, it's, it's downtown eighty-six. But that's, you know what? Congratulations on creating a new lodge and getting a new lodge charter. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty that's so. That's so that's, uncommon nowadays. I was gonna say that's one you, hell of a Cinderella you, story. Yeah, you generally see lodges either losing their charter or, you know, aggregating. You don't—you don't really see new lodges. I mean, there was one in Connecticut over the last eight years mm. that I can remember there, there was only one. Right. So that's, that's no, awesome. It, it's good to hear. It's actually, it's fantastic. And, and, and every single guy in the lodge, and you know how it is. Everyone's a brother. It is what it yep. is. And we defend each other and we protect each other. Yeah. But, uh, sometimes you go to lodges and you have guys that it's your brother and you see him on lodge night. And some mm-hmm. guys just show up for stated meetings. So it's just on Sunday. Mm. We have a group text the guys in the lodge we actually have a group tech that's what we and have. we've been around for for several years now right mm-hmm. uh and and in that group text we talk to each other every single day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what we like do. every day we connect with each other and and it's 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 awesome it's refreshing uh we meet the second Tuesday, the second friday of every month we hold like uh like a, a, a family night you would say Mm-hmm. And we get together at the shrine. Half of the guys do a lot of the cooking. I do a lot of the eating. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know what? I mean? We all love doing and that. Then, yeah, and then we all have fun, and we bring our families, we bring our kids. We have karaoke there. I mean, it's just it is such a family vibe. Mm. It is. It is. It's insane. It's insane. And we even have other lodges that come, and they'll tell us, it's "Like, man, you guys are so tight, yeah. so connected." And, and I think that's what, I mean, I just love it. I mean, I think masonry to me, it's the one thing that truly keeps me sane. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been in law enforcement for, for over 20 years. You know, uh, I've done a lot of crazy things in my life. If I, if I write a book, I'm going to have so much different chapters because I've done, I've held so many jobs. I've done so many things. I've met so many people, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like one day you're meeting, you know, Iron Maiden, the next minute you're hanging out with President Trump. I mean, it's just, <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, wait, time wait, out, wait, wait, time out, back up, same back up. You met Iron Maiden? <laughs> Here yeah. we go, Joe. That yeah. actually happened? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I met Iron Maiden. Back when I was playing music, I met Iron Maiden. Oh, Up man, that's my favorite yeah. band of all time. Yeah, Joe's Joe's a huge I just band. I just saw them uh, about a month ago when they were playing here in Hartford, Connecticut. And um, Yeah, there dude, was, Nico there was a, McBrain was like the coolest of all of them. Are any of them brothers? 
Uh, I never asked. Oh, I, was, oh, okay. I, I was in a Mason at the time. Oh, okay. No, I, I was just curious because that would could, be interesting. Well, sure, brother Art, you know what Joe's after, right? He's about mm-hmm. to go catfish uh, yeah. Iron Maiden to yeah. see if they'll come oh, on the no, podcast. Just, I mean, okay. So I'll admit this on air to whoever listens to this podcast, and I don't have them on today. However, yesterday I was wearing uh-huh. a pair of underwear oh that are screen printed with the album cover of Live After Death. So that whole oh nice right we, we so the Eddie coming out of the grave blue yellow right. tombstone because it was Halloween and I figured okay well that's kind of Halloweenish so yeah I, who's I, I'm a huge like fan I'm a huge fan gun. um and then and then um uh I met like Rob Hofford obviously because he's here uh I'm friends with um Matt Bar- Barlow of uh, uh Ice Earth I don't know if you know Ice Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we need to hang out. I'm coming out to Arizona. We're hanging out. And in fact, he's in Connecticut. Really? He's a cop up there in Connecticut. Seriously? Really? Yeah, he keeps telling me to go up there. He goes, you got to come up here and hang out. Because he still plays. He just played a big show in Donington. So what are you Donington, like thousands. Uh, oh my god. See, what are you doing next like, week? Because that's we like the out. mecca of heavy metal concerts. It's Castle Donington. Uh what's your yeah, brother Art? Yeah, you need to stop because I can see Joe's Halloweeny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm totally like geeking out right now. It's it's, it's two things you want to get me on. It's heavy metal and Star Wars. And yeah. right now we're on Star or we're on heavy metal, so that's cool. Wow, that that's <laughs> hey, you need to come on up to Connecticut or we need to come out and see you. Sure. There you go. No, I'll come up there, man. It'd be great. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. But yeah, he's so I still talk to some of these guys, you know. I mean, once in a while. In fact, Matt Barlow. Uh, the lead singer for for Ice Earth, he reached out to me right away when when he was seeing the memes and he says, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, or you know, if, if you know, I'm I'm Matt Barlow. We've met before, and I'm up here in in uh, Connecticut. I'm I'm a cop, and you know, and I knew all his whole story, and we went back and forth, and we connected, and then he came out here because he had a concert in San Diego, and and he and he landed in Tucson just to meet me, and we hung out." Uh, you know, he had a show, he did a show, then he did a show here in Tucson after that. And we went to eat and, you know, we just hit it off real good. And then he drove to San Diego to, to do his big show in San Diego. That's awesome. Just you really cool stuff. That's really uh, cool. So I have a question for you. Did you say you were master yeah. in 2011? Yeah, 2011. That's awesome. That's the same year I was. I was 2011, See, 2000. see it's about him again. No, but it's you know about... what? That's like a connection. It's all about like, me. Oh, you guys are like yeah. twins. Dude, we're like, we're going to be totally besties now. She <laughs> <laughs> got t-shirts. Yeah, you fell up. into the trap, brother. You fell into the trap. <laughs> no, I think that's pretty cool, though. Like, to think that, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm talking to somebody who's master the same year who as I was. Going through like, the same thing. Going through the same were, thing. Huh? Uh, probably not the same because he seemed, you sound like you had a pretty good master's year. Year. Mine was uh, not so much. How was your year as master? <laughs> no, my year was good, man. It was good, but like I said, you know, we had a little falling out afterwards, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and but I didn't let that. That's what I tell guys: don't let don't let one or two bad experiences because you're gonna get them. Mm-hmm. You're even gonna have them in masonry. Right. Yep. Don't let that make everything sour for you. And mm-hmm. and what I tell guys, especially if you've got in your third degree, right? And you guys would know this, mm-hmm. you know. There's the Jubilee, Jubilee, and Jubilum. They were Masons too. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good right? point. I didn't so, know. So that's that. what you got to keep yeah. in mind. Just because someone's a Mason doesn't mean he's not going to screw you over, bro. You just got to mm-hmm. call him out when they do and, and, and take as much of the good more than the bad. And that's we, what I tell people. And we have measures Solid to rectify advice. that yeah. if, if need be. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, I carry a gun and a sword just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have just one. He's like our Tyler. Yeah, um, just like it, only different. 
except better. <laughs> Our Tyler's a little nuts, so. So is the host of this. Podcast. Really? Oh, God, We're all a little nuts. Come on. Uh, yeah, but it's just different things, man. I, I mean, I really enjoy what I do uh, and, and going through steps. And then, obviously, I, I'm not – I go to Lodge as often as I can. Unfortunately, I, a lot of trips come up that I got to go to D.C. or I got to go to New York, mm-hmm. San Diego, uh, Houston. I mean, this last month, I was in D.C., San Antonio, Houston, El Paso, McAllen, Chula Vista, San Diego, wow. uh, and Imperial Beach. Wow. All in a month. Do you ever see your family, or are you yeah. just always at <laughs> home? So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I have my wife is fantastic, man. I don't know, honestly, and and I and I and I, I shouldn't say it so she can hear me. But if I was <laughs> we'll my wife, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be married to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we I'm can too all much say of that. I'm handful, man. I'm like, it's just I'm always busy. I take them with me sometimes, like the short trips. Uh, I take I take them with me um, when uh, during the inauguration. My, uh-huh. you know, I was able to take my family with me, so I took them up there to to DC to the inauguration. That's cool. You know, we had tickets to the inauguration, to the parade, uh, to the ball, all kinds of things. So, you know, I was able to take my family to things like that. But for the most part, you know, um, I'm just busy, man. I, I mean, a lot of FaceTiming, <clears throat> and when I'm home, I I, I learn to balance. You know that twenty-four inches very, very well. Right. So I can spend you know enough time with my family on issues. Right, is and, there... and thank God, you know, they got the lodge. So there's a lot of things going on at the lodge where I can, you know, my family's involved, and, and you know, we do a lot of things together there. That's awesome. So the next time I'm getting yelled at for any reason about going to another meeting, I'm bringing this podcast up and I'm going to play it, and I'm be like, see, <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah, see, it could be listen worse. to what he does. <laughs> and if you, well, my you wife is so awesome. I'll be honest; like, I'll be gone. For, for weeks, and then I'll show up on a Sunday night, and then the next day I'll tell her I have lodge, and I'll go to lodge, <laughs> and sometimes awesome. I'll come home, I'll get home like at 10.30 or, or late, uh-huh. because you have lodge, and then you know you sit in the parking lot and you talk about a bunch of stuff, right, and then right. I'll come home, and when I get home, my wife has warm a warm meal waiting for me at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Wow. Wow. She's a keeper. Yeah. She's a keeper, brother. Yep. Hold on to that. But hey, so next, she's, yeah, she's great. Next time you find yourself in the New York area, we're only about a forty-five minute to an hour train ride up from the city. Yeah, we got a train. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. I'll the make a point us. of it, man. It's Please great. do. Please. And then, so I'm just like I said, I'm busy with a lot of stuff, but I enjoy what I'm doing, and and I do as much as I can. I also have a motorcycle association that started in Phoenix. It's called the Riders of the Third Degree. Okay. And then okay. I started seeing that, and I said, "Well, man, I want to do that here in Tucson." So I got together with, with some brothers here in Tucson that are from my lodge also. And and then we started the Riders of the Third Degree in Tucson. And, you know, obviously, I always say we because it's not about me. I mean, I can't do anything by myself. Uh, you need a team. So once again, Brother Toby, who I mentioned, he helped. Uh, you know, Eric, Eric Dupree, another, you know, Worshipful Brother Eric Dupree, Mark Jaime, Tony Pick. I mean, there was just a bunch of guys. That we got together, Dave, Dave Morgan Flash was the current master of my lodge. You know, all of these guys, we get together and, and we started, you know, the writers of the third degree here in Tucson. And what we do now is every, and this is where it's ironic because people attack me for my job, right? Right. This is mm-hmm. what makes it ironic. We do a motorcycle run, uh, at the beginning of the year. So after Christmas, after all that, we do a big motorcycle run here. 
We get we bring guys you know from all over the place that help, and we raise toys and we raise money for the Children's Square and Compass Hospital. Nice. Okay, and the Square and Compass Hospital here in Tucson said it since its proximity to the border is so close, mm-hmm. a lot of their work is bringing kids in from Mexico mm-hmm. that we take in and we give them medical treatment. So I laugh when I get attacked for my job <laughs> and for wanting to enforce immigration laws because I say, I'm doing more for the Mexican kids than you are by protesting. Yeah, right. I'm actually yeah, giving yep. them health care. No, and I'm glad so you brought that the- up. I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I definitely wanted to make sure that we spoke about and uh, the work that you do there because in our prior conversations you had mentioned that and it's it's something that people see you in your position and make certain assumptions, but you as a brother and as a Mason and just as a good human being in general, um, like you said, you're doing more to help these children than anybody holding mm. a picket sign or you know doing what they do right. to protest it. You're actually taking action and benefiting that community. So thank you for bringing that up, and, and thank you, more importantly, for doing that. Yep. Right. No, thank you. I, we actually, I had CNN reach out. So CNN reached out. They came down here, and they wanted to do a documentary on the border, and they wanted to talk to me about it. And, and it was right around the time when we, we had just finished one of our runs, and, and I said it in passing and they did a story. So CNN actually did a story on the writers of the third degree and, and talked about, you know, the other brothers that are there. And they inter- intertwined it with saying, this is what he does, you know, for his job. But this is the person that he is. Yep. So CNN, and it was strange to me, right? Because I'm, they I'm, usually attack my, my profession. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, as you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, really, CNN? Yeah. I was waiting yeah, for the shoe to drop, a, not going to lie. They did a great job. Good. They, did a, they did a great job awesome. actually bringing everything to light and explaining things. And at the end, when they were leaving, she says, Art, I can't even butcher this. I can't even yeah. do anything wrong. She says, you you guys are doing a good thing. You're you're a good dude. And if I may. I'm just saying, you know what? You're a good dude. That's great. And, and, if, I, and I didn't say anything. I didn't respond. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I always think, well, what did you think? Did you think I was a monster? Yeah. Were you, yeah. you, know, well, were you going to try to assassinate When you just told that, like, yeah, that, yeah. thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. I can't even butcher this. means yeah. to me that you were going, going to, try. to butcher it. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I. Exactly. Uh, that was, uh, uh, I don't know. But you know what? The fact that they they good. told yeah, it like it was what? is good. Yeah. I'm, bringing, I'm bringing as much light to the craft as possible. I'm yep. explaining things to people. Uh, you know, I've been asked many times about my, about my pin. Mm. Um. I, I kind of quit wearing it. I'm not wearing it as often as I can in a lot of them. And that's just because, you know, I did I did see some, there was a lot of guys fighting over it, you know, some in favor, some against it. And I did, that's the last thing I want. I don't want, you know, any ascension amongst the, the brothers themselves. But right. I do NRA TV. So I, I come out on NRA TV. So I do something with Grant Stitchfield on NRA. Mm-hmm. I do, I've done a couple of shows with Dana Lash. On 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 uh, NRA TV, mm-hmm. and I wear it on NRA all the time. Now, let, yeah. here, here's just me. Have you ever seen that Geico commercial where the cowboy keeps coming out with the bigger and bigger belt buckle? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if somebody told me that they didn't like me wearing my Masonic lapel pin, oh, would I would be, be just like the Geico, where you, <laughs> my whole left side of my body would be slunched over from the size of the lapel pin that would be on my jacket. But that's just you, George. That's just me. I'm a dick. And I I can't endorse that because I work for one of Geico's major competitors. Well, you know what's funny? I I can't endorse that. 
that I get a bunch of them now. So I'll, I'll tell you this: I don't wear uh, I, I don't wear it like plain, like you can see it. Right. But there's there's different brothers from all over the country. They send me Masonic pins mm-hmm. where you can't really tell that it's in there unless you're a brother. Mm-hmm. And and I still wear those, man. Like I got one from one of the Shriners, mm-hmm. and it's a happy face. It's really yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's just a happy face, but he's wearing a fez, and inside the fez is a square and compass. Okay. And so, I wear that one, and it's like, you know what? I'm still going to do it. You just got to look for it. Okay, and and cool. I still wear my ring all the time. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of public speaking events, and I make it, uh, I make it like, for sure, I got to be wearing my Masonic lapel pin. And then I have a big belt buckle. When you mentioned sure belt buckles, I have gesturing. a big belt buckle with the square and compasses on it, and I, and I always wear that one, and I let nice. people see it. So if I sent you uh, the Freemasons podcast lapel pin that's full of LED lights and strobes, <laughs> you probably wouldn't wear it. Huh? Oh, lasers. <laughs> I'll, pierce, I'll pierce my nose, bro. I'll pierce my nose. Whoa. I'm live and, and, and you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Plays music. Oh, here's the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, That'd be great. <clears throat> serious question for you. As uh, we talked about this earlier, um, as a Freemason, um, we are taught to, you know, contribute and help mankind. That's what our, one of our tenets and goals are, more especially a brother, right. but, you know, mankind in general. And as a Border Patrol agent, you are also uh, in charge of defending the border. So I guess one of the questions is, how do you reconcile the two? And I think you've pretty much already answered this, what you were saying with the uh, with the the hospital and all that, with the kids and everything, but uh, how, is there a is there a reconciliation of the two? Like, how do you you know be a mason and at the same time you know defend the border and defend the country? You know, I mean, I think it comes down to this. Uh, I I've, there was a a crazy story that I heard uh, from one of the brothers at my lodge, where I think it was his great grandfather was involved in World War Two. And he strictly remembers you saying that there was a there was two brothers, one you know on opposite sides, and one got injured, and they they treated him with respect, took care of him, and when he was healthier, you know he they pretty much allowed him to go back, uh, and I think that's a, a lot of uh, what it comes down to. I'm out here working the border, obviously, right? And there's laws that I have to abide by, and there's laws that I have to enforce, and that's what I do. Uh, it's it's my job. Uh, I took an oath to defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Right. And I take that oath very serious, just like I take my Masonic oblig- obligation very serious in my oath mm-hmm. to, to Masonry. And and if you look closely into it, you know, it's, it's you take this oath and it's something that's not going to affect you. And I'm not going to go into word by word mm-hmm. because then you don't know who's listening. Right. But, you know, it's, it's very <laughs> Anybody. Your Masonic oath is very specific of, you know, what it's gonna and what it's not gonna affect. And my job and masonry doesn't affect each other. I'm out here defending our nation's borders. It's something I believe in. I believe in the red, white, and blue. I believe in, you know, abiding by the laws of the country where you live and reside and who you have given, you know, your, your actual allegiance to. Mm-hmm. And, and masonry is, is, is universal. It's, it's beautiful. I have brothers that I that I have contact with in in Mexico. We go back and forth. We talk about a lot of issues. 
Uh, obviously, you know, you don't talk politics or religion in the lodge. Right. But mm-hmm. after after it's over, we 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 deal with each other, and and we talk about it. And I have not faced any attack. This is what's even funnier. All the attacks that I have felt within masonry have come from brothers that are in my own country and, 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 you know, uh, citizens of the United States, but every brother from another country that I've spoken to actually says they're very proud of what I do, who I am. And, and they say, Hey man, we're very proud that you were up there talking to the president. We're very proud that you go to the white house regardless of whether we agree with this president's stance or his political moves, uh, we think it's very awesome that a brother uh, is, is in that house. And, uh, and, that's, and that's what's just great to me. But at the same time, it's kind of sad. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a snowflake about it, but it is sad that, that most of the attacks that I have received have been received from brothers that are citizens of the United States. Yeah. I also think it's an ignorance thing. Um, they're ignorant to what you exactly do down there and, you know, the good and the bad, uh, not that you guys do anything bad, but you know, like preventing people from crossing the border. That's, I guess in some people's eyes, a bad thing. Oh, they should just let them all in, but you're you're protecting the border. But now, uh, what did I just hear yesterday? It was somebody who was talking. It might've even been somebody from the border patrol who is telling the amount of drugs and 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 all kinds of like yeah. bad shit that gets caught at the border, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know people who are convicted felons and have been you know tried and you know been in trouble before. Like, I guess. And you think about everything See, that, that potentially that's happened with the cartels. Are, yeah. So so just to give you guys statistics numbers now, uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl is like. A crazy drug mm-hmm. that affects a lot of people. We've a lot of lives have been lost because of fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year alone, uh, Customs and Border Protection they seized enough fentanyl coming into the border illegally to kill every single human being in the United States. Wow. If that doesn't like <clears throat> open your eyes a little yeah. bit and shock you, I mean, I tell people, you know, heroin. The heroin that's mm-hmm. coming into the country it's crazy, yeah. and. And it's a simple, I tell my own brothers, I tell them this, look, um, if somebody wants to join masonry, are you just going to go ahead and give them all the secrets of a master mason? Right. Nope. Well, it's the borders the same, bro. If you want to come into this country, you got to come in legally and there's a process. Yep. So I think of the movie, you ever seen the movie uh, 28 weeks later? 28 days later, one of the two. Is that a zombie the movie? The zombie movie, okay. right? Yeah. So I'm just thinking. Uh, I've have... seen 29 weeks with Mickey Rourke, though. Oh, that, that was nine and a half weeks, and that was a hell of a movie, oh, brother. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Oh, I Mickey so, Rourke, Kim I Basinger. So oh, I was, I was in high school when that came out. Oh, boy. You just brought me back. Uh, I think I was in elementary school. So was I. <laughs> um, but I think about like that movie, twenty eight weeks later, twenty eight days later, whatever's the zombies, right? And the one dude's the zombie, and the, all the crowd of innocents are trying to get in there. But one zombie <clears> turns <throat> into a bunch of zombies, right? And they're all trying to push their way to get into get get away from the zombies. But mm-hmm. if you're letting the good in unopposed, you're also letting the bad in. Mm-hmm. So I look right. at yeah, it, you're increasing your risk profile. So yep. how do you differentiate the two? I never never understood that. Like, I, I think you should. And this is my opinion, solely my opinion. Uh, you should 
block everyone from coming in. And then you have the option to pick and choose. Just like with Freemasonry, we don't just let anybody come join our craft. You have to go through an investigation committee. You have to have it a voucher well, or recommend it. Like there, there are policies There's and there phone. are rules and regulations to right. govern it. And the same is true of our borders. Right. And I guess that's my take. Worshipful Brother Art is down there to enforce those laws. Right. Same no, thing. and I tell you, I, I know a lot of it because obviously because of what I work, but my father, so my father retired in the U.S. Uh-huh. And then he, and then he opened up a private practice in Mexico and he had to jump through hoops because of the Mexican government not allowing him to do it because he was, he was, you know, he, he had all his degrees and everything in the U.S. So, I mean, there's a process, man. At the end of the day, there's a process. Um, this is what I tell people. It, it's, it's a line that I've used many times. Uh, it's funny because President Trump used it to address the nation once. And after he mm-hmm. said it, my phone got, you know, blew up. Hey, he used your line. He used your line. <laughs> he used your but line. I've always said, I, I lock my doors at night because I love the people inside, not because I hate the people outside. Right. And that's how right. I feel about the borders. Right. That's a good way of putting it. That is a very good way of putting it. So you're also a Shriner. Yeah, I'm a Shriner. It's funny. Eric, Eric Dupree and Dave Morgan Flash uh, are my brothers and, you know, worshipful brothers, both of them. And they, and they got me uh, more involved in the Shriner. My dad was a Shriner. Oh, and wow. I always wanted to get involved in a shrine. And I went to a Silver Wings ball uh, and dinner uh, several years ago. And you're gonna, you're gonna, you guys are getting ready to, to laugh. And I'm gonna have so many other brothers that are gonna mock me for this one, right? <laughs> so, so I'm a big WWE fan. Okay. I'm a wrestling uh, fan. I am right? too. So you're good. Yeah, you're, you're good. good. Uh, I'm here with you. You and Joe, like right, twins. Now I'm so sitting I, up in my chair right now. I'm listening. <laughs> So I go, I go to this, I go to a Grand Lodge, right? And, and that's when you have all the other, you know, uh, areas of Freemasonry coming and say, hey, join here, join York, join the Scottish Rite, join the York, join the Shriners. You know I mean? You had all these guys. And there was two brothers from Phoenix, right? And they were, they were big. They were big dudes. I mean, they looked big. And they were wearing, they were all wearing like the gray suits. And they all had the gray goatee and the long ponytail, and they were wearing their fez, right? And it was a big, they were just, it was big dudes, right? And they reminded me so much of uh, that Nikita Koloff, that old wrestler. Yes. The Russian Nightmare. Yep, even I remember. Yeah, the Russian Russian Nightmare. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. (laughs) And I saw these guys, and I was like, bro. These guys look like they could be like an awesome tag team, right? <laughs> WWE style. And, and, and I said, you know what, man? I, I, I just, my dad was a Shriner. All his friends were. I got to join the Shrine. I went to, uh, to the Silver, uh, Wings, uh, dinner with the, the guys in my lodge that are Shriners. I, I was talking to them. This young lady comes up and she was talking about how the Shriners have helped her. I looked at Eric Dupree and I said, bro, I'm in, man. I don't care what I got to do. I'm in. Mm-hmm. And and I got my application in that same day uh, before the ball was even over. I said, here, man, I, I got to be a Shriner. And and I still, he still makes fun of me because the other day uh, I, we, I was at the trunk, trunk retreat for the Shriners and I was taking pictures and it's on my Facebook. And I put, how cool are these guys? I love these guys. Shriners are so cool. And, and Eric laughs at me and he says, dude, you're one of them. Stop. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just still can't believe it. And I know it's funny, but I don't know, man. I remember growing up seeing the Shriners and it was, it was, um, 
how can I say? It's like the like the Justice League. You know what I mean? They know something that no one else knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I want to know it. And it's just the shrine is just every every bit of Freemasonry, bro, holds a humongous place in my heart. Um, the Shriners is just something really special to me, as is you know the Riders of the Third Degree, uh, the Motorcycle Association I'm yep. with, and and obviously uh, everyone loves their lodge, but mm-hmm. I just I have so much lo- love for the brothers in my lodge that if they called me like at any time of the night, hey, we need you for this or that, I'd show up. It's just that yep. it, to me, there's nothing more important than masonry. There really isn't. I mean, I love my family, obviously, and, and God, but, you know, after my family and God, it's just, it's the number one thing for me. And that's, that's something that's really hard to explain to somebody that's not in the fraternity. Absolutely. I have friends of mine that I explain to all the time, no, no, if I had an issue, and I don't, I don't say this in a braggadocious way, but I say where if I had an issue and I were to put out a call, I'd have a bunch of brothers yeah. come help me out. These guys would be here. Like, no, question, oh, yeah, no questions asked. They would be there in, in a blink of an eye and not ask any questions. They would they would help me out in any way they could, and they would not expect anything in return. And that's just the way the fraternity works. And it's that's such a rare thing these days and part of the beauty of the fraternity um, that people just outside of the fraternity have a hard time grasping that concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't see And, you know, one of my big... One of my big issues has always been, so I'm horrible at memorizing certain things, right? So I'm not, I'm not, I am like the last probably in my entire lodge when it comes to ritual work and memorizing things, right? But, but I know the meaning of it. And, and I, and I tell people sometimes, and I, and I think, don't get me wrong, and I've said this many times, and my brothers in lodge, you know, they'll tell me, oh, come on, or, or, but they'll understand where I'm coming from and, and they get it. Look, anyone can memorize ritual. Anyone can memorize it. Right, you know, and, and and I think it's important. I don't think they should not uh, push for the memorization of the ritual. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. However, I think too many people memorize that ritual, but don't understand the meaning of the ritual exactly. and they don't live yep, by the exactly. ritual. Like I don't have the ritual memorized memorized at all anymore. Right, it's been forever. I mean, I was master. I had everything I needed to memorize. But you know what? I know the what it's about and i live by that ritual and that's even the, though i don't know word for word i live by you can teach a parrot a parrot a parrot can memorize a ritual let's be honest that's true mm-hmm. that's true you know but that doesn't mean that that, that they know what they're doing and and, and i've said it many times because you hear guys say hey we need more members we need more members you know what we have enough members we need more mace exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so let me ask you something a little lighter and this this is going to determine whether or not we can actually be friends. <laughs> so Star Trek is better than Star Wars. I've been qualified already. No, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like I didn't hear that. Just so you know. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna keep it to wrestling. Rick right? Rick Flair or Hulk Hogan? Man, you know, um, choose I wisely. Go with Flair, bro. Okay, all right, we could be friends. <laughs> That's I gotta it. go with Flair. Okay, like, I think I remember being a kid. Yeah, you know, and I'll tell you why I think I gotta go with Flair. And I'm going off topic, but I'm gonna tell you why. No, that's okay. Oh, I want to hear why. I'm excited. I'm so excited right now that you said Ric Flair. Because WWE, when it was WWF, right? Yeah, that it it flooded all cable TV, Saturday Night's Main Event, all that, uh-huh. and it was just Hulk, Hulk, Hulk everywhere, right? Everything was Hulk Hogan, but 
regardless of whether you were able to watch Flair on TV, you still knew who Ric Flair was. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why Flair's the man. So I'm going to pick... I, I got pictures with Flair. I do, too. I'm, I know Flair. I, yeah, have, I, Flair a couple times. I have in, in my house an autograph, what they call Big Gold, the old WCW yeah. slash NWA yeah. championship. I know what you're talking about. Signed by Ric Flair. It's one of the prized possessions of, of in my household. <laughs> and if everybody were to ask me, what's the one thing you would grab out of your house if the house were on fire? It wouldn't be the wedding albums. <laughs> it wouldn't be anything else. <laughs> it would be my Ric Flair <laughs> autograph belt that signed Ric Flair, 16-time world champion. That is my woo, prize you got to end it with woo. So one other, one other question for you, wrestling question. All right. Best tag team of all time. Oh, bro, you're gonna do that to me? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. And um, I'll I'll give you a little leeway because there's there's quite a few out there. But you're putting a brother on the spot. No, it's okay. But if oh no, I'm gonna tell you my number one. Number one. I'm gonna tell you who's close second. Okay, go that? ahead. Okay, okay. So to me, number one. Yeah. The Road Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we could be. We're friends. <laughs> We're friends for life. We're brothers, but we're also friends for life. He chose All right. wisely. All right. So now, who, so who's your close second? The fabulous Freebirds, bro. Oh, there you go. Bam Bam Terry, Terry, Bam Bam Gordy. And who was the third one? Because sometimes Garvin. There you go. There you see. You're the man. We we can be lifelong friends now. Thank I have you. a non wrestling related question for Wonderful Brother <laughs> there you Art, go. if I may. For a change. Fine, I'll turn it over to you. But <laughs> Rick... well, who was asking? So I can't see you guys. Who was asking me the wrestling questions? Wonderful Brother Joe. Joe. Wonderful yeah. Brother Joe. Oh. Hey Joe, Camera you're as bad it. as I am with my podcast, bro. You're like all over the place, bro. <laughs> you know what? Because I have no soul. George, because George. I'm the one that has no soul. So it's all Are right. Are you the soulless one? Yes, yes. I'm the ginger. Wrestling fan, all that. I'm all over, man. It's Dude, a, it's a, um, bro, George, I love every, I love all three of you guys, even though I haven't met you in person. But bro, you're a badass, bro. Right? <laughs> you're a badass. I'm your favorite, and I'm the one that has the great hair too. Oh, George has oh, like half a head of hair. You be, you're the straw that stirs the drink right now. See? Thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Never heard it put that way, but let's yeah. I, let's isolate that and replay it like you did with Pat Militich calling me the p word. <laughs> let's, let's let's do that. <laughs> But see, you I may here. have edited out the part where he told you to stop being a p-word. You oh, did not no. edit that out. You did no, not was, edit no, that. No, no, no. I didn't edit episode. it out. I isolated it and kept it. And now it's oh, not yeah. a ringtone. Yeah, so. it's not a ringtone Wait, now. So I when you call that. me, that's what comes up. Yeah, son of a. Stop being a beep. You know what? <laughs> Virtual brother art. We're we're good. We're good. I have no further questions. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) Worship Brother Ken. Worship Brother Art. The Riders of the Third Degree, the motorcycle club that you were talking about earlier. The association. Yep, the association. Did you start that? (laughs) No, it was started by by a brother, Tony Hernandez, up in in Frank Tanner. Okay. Two brothers up in in, in Brad Howe. I can't can't forget all three. Man, I'm going to get killed because I forget everyone. I forget to mention people. (laughs) No, it's okay. They started up in Phoenix, and then I saw it. I thought it it was awesome. I mean, the way that that the patches, you know, the back patch. Yep. So it's a, it's a three, it's number three in, in, in yellow. Um, and then we have a, a, a green background. It's a square and it's not a diamond shape. It's mm-hmm. a square. Mm-hmm. And then you have the skull and crossbones and then you have the three lights. Oh, uh, nice. And it just, I thought it was really cool. I saw it. Uh, I wanted to be part of it because obviously I've been riding for a while. Yep. And, and, you know, I got with brothers here in Tucson that were part of my lodge and 
they had told me you need five guys to start it, and I got five guys pretty quick. And oh, so started you started it and you started your chapter off. in your area. Okay, yeah, we yeah, we take have it the... off. We do the we do the bike run. Uh, I'm friends with Richard Alvarez out of San Diego, who who was on the Mayans Motorcycle Club uh, okay. team, uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he came down to the last run and he set up shop here and everything, and he's so I'm hoping to get them, you know, down here this year again, this next year. That's really cool. cool. Yeah, we have the widow's sons up here. I've I've never heard of the riders of the third degree before. I didn't know that was. Uh... We're just we're just in two, we're just in Arizona. Okay, and we have widow's sons here too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a national national association. Yeah, but I'm too I'm too old to prospect for people. You know what I mean? I'm not going <laughs> to prospect for anyone. Anyway. I, I hear you, brother. I hear uh, you. Side question for you because I can't. I didn't. I, I may may or may not have heard it. I, I had to leave the room. I had to go to help out the Eastern Star in the other room, but. Um, did you uh, did you announce your clown's name? My clown? Yeah, your clown. What's his name? I'm not a clown. Oh, because I, I seen a in... picture of you and your. I thought. Well, I thought it was a picture of you and your Facebook of a clown. <laughs> right. So this is funny, Doesn't bro. Doesn't mean it was uh, him. Every well, Halloween, with a clown, I how could like you clown. tell? I, I like. I dress up like a clown every Halloween. <laughs> Nice. All right. That's all right. right. See, I like clowns. I like clowns. Now, see, I thought like that. See, I don't like clowns because I seen the movie It, and it's always you want a balloon, Georgie. No, no. I don't want a fucking oh. balloon. Do you want? Bro, some if you look pens? at my movie collection, I have a collection of nothing but uh, clown uh, movies. I got about fifty-three clown movies. <laughs> are there that many? Killer I mean, clowns from outer yeah, space. There are quite a few. God. Killer clowns from outer space. You got there that are one? a lot of B clown movies. I got. You gotta look at the B movies, like the yeah. old, like the old school yeah. Up All Night. Yep. Garbage? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. There are a ton. With what was your name? Rona something or other. USA <laughs> up on that. Yeah, you go. There you yeah. go. See? Yeah. You and I. Same page, brother. Same page. I remember that. <laughs> that's funny. You're my favorite brother that's on this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting with two others. Well, that's harsh, bro. Hey, the man <laughs> said Ric Flair and the Road Warriors. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm See, done. this is the problem, uh, Worship Brother Art. You give Joe an inch, he take a freaking mile. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there you go. You know. Um, question for you. So um, yeah, in your career, again, you're um, you you met obviously the president. Um, right. You, have you met with other politicians as well, or? Yeah. So I've met obviously the president, the vice president, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, several congressmen, uh, senators, Ted Cruz. Um, uh, congressman here in, in you know, in Arizona, mm-hmm. I've met Senator Johnson, mm-hmm. um, gee, uh, man, just, just so many, Andy Biggs, anyone that... I'm a big, big fan of. How about John congressman McCain? Andy Biggs. Had you, had you met John McCain? I met John McCain several times. Um, we had dinner several times. Oh, wow. Um, uh, we had lunch. Yeah, I met John McCain. I did a commercial for John McCain. Oh, wow. Any of which were brothers? Uh, I know John Tester is. Oh, I was just curious. He's up in Montana. Okay. He's a senator in Montana. And I'll tell you what's funny, because I always wear my ring. There's a lot of the staffers. There's a lot of the guys, the staff guys, that are very open about it. And they'll they'll tell you, you hey, look, and they'll see my ring, and and we'll talk about it. But there's there's a ton of staffers and, and the aides to a lot of these guys that are brothers. Cool. Cool. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. But nothing we're, like we're, the meme, right? That got us connected. 
<laughs> well, what was that? Nothing like the meme, right? That that got us connected and talking. Oh no! I just gotta clarify it because somebody will listen to the podcast and then I'll end up getting hate mail too. And it's, we... um, oh yeah, they need to hate. They they need to send like hate mail to you guys too. That just oh, we've already got hate mail, but uh... yeah, but most of it's from me. <laughs> Not from who you yeah, think. Most it is. of it's from one of us. <laughs> no, it's crazy because people. obviously, so I have an Instagram, right? I have my. My personal one, and then I have an official one, uh-huh. and, and I get a lot of messages through the official one. Sometimes right. it's really crazy. You know, I get some. Oh, you guys use it, and some of it are attacks because of Freemasonry. There's one guy that constantly would send me stuff, and he would just be attacking me, attacking me, attacking me, and and I was oh, like, give me his name. You know, we'll send him like, some you stuff. You got a lot back. of free time on your hands. Sounds like my father-in-law. Hey, listen, it, explain you, to him, Agent Forty Seven. After we get off this, after we get off this uh, phone call and uh, finish the interview, uh, give us his name. We'll send him some stuff. We, I'm thinking like there you go, glitter bombs. <laughs> what are we thinking? We got people <laughs> for that. Glitter bombs. We could do that. We glitter have uh, we have Agent Forty Seven that yes, we will we deploy do. as needed to. Yeah. Usually, he goes after <laughs> Illuminati, but so we had a listener. Well, I like to say. I like to say I'm not only Illuminati, I'm super naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Can uh, I use that? Yeah. <laughs> so we have uh, a listener who ended up uh, becoming pretty uh, pretty good friends with us. His, uh, his brother, Rob Fowler, out of Missouri. And uh, we got in this whole thing of, I don't know if you've noticed this, but on a lot of the Freemasons Facebook pages, like actual legitimate Freemason Facebook pages mm-hmm. and social media things. Right. This Illuminati Brotherhood popped up out of nowhere, right? And it's always, oh, you know, if you want to see the light, come join us on the... We'll promise you on, riches and fortune. Right. And on it's the, not the real deal. They're con- scammers. Yeah. Contact us through the WhatsApp, yeah. right? And then it's some bogus number. And then it turned out it's somebody from Nigeria who's trying to, like, make you... Uh, send me $500 send me for goat's urine yeah. or something. Yeah. Or it's it's crazy stuff. Right, right. So we actually... He kind of... Well... I, I maybe we push the issue, maybe not, but well, he, he was trolls all for them. It. He trolls. He them. trolls them. Yeah. So uh, that's our agent forty-seven. That's funny. No, and then you know what? That's funny that I have a problem with some of them because so there's a Facebook page out there, and I don't want to like dog on them, right, or uh-huh. say anything bad. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean the, the the real okay. Illuminati Brotherhood is a fraternal you order, know, theoretically. There's one out there that's like interesting. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, like it's it's pretty much. Uh, Freemasons worldwide or interest, whatever it is, like something along that line. Mm-hmm. But it lets you believe that it's for Freemasons. But I constantly see guys on there saying, Hey, I'm getting my first degree tonight, or Hey, I'm finally getting my second degree tonight. And I'm thinking, Who allows these guys in the page, man? You know what I mean? Right. It's mm. uh, that's what I have an issue with. It's you know, a lot, so many pages that have been, you know, popped up. Yeah. We, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, you we can't can, assume that any Facebook group is a tiled right. Masonic Lodge because they're not. Right. Right. You and know, you know so you, you can't speak freely there about Masonry. And mm-hmm. and the other thing no, is not at all. we basically go after this Illuminati Brotherhood because they're the ones trying to scam people out of money. So that's kind of like our thing. <laughs> Are they selling stuff or what? No, no, no. They say, Hey, uh if you want to join the Illuminati Brotherhood, send us $200, and the $200 covers your initiation fee and all of the different things that you will need for your ritual. And then they come up with some crazy list that's that's 
absolutely absurd. Like it's like uh, um, it might actually be goat urine, like yeah, something crazy like stuff. Goat like that. urine, uh, the head of a bald eagle, just random crazy shit. And you're sitting there going, like, what the hell? It's them trying to get you to, you know, give them money. And of course, you know, it always traces back to like, you know, some third world nation. So that's pretty much what. Dude, now I'm now I'm confused because that that my first degree involved all that. So like, did they scam me? <laughs> uh oh, we got a clandy. We got a clandy. <laughs> that's what we call our. Uh, all kinds of stuff going out of there. <laughs> that's what we call our clandestine brothers. We call them clandies. <laughs> Not gonna lie though, you got me for a minute there. I'm like, oh shit, and then I'm like, nah, he's messing with me. He's messing with me. <laughs> We gotta go. No, I say that. I, I joke around with people because, you know, you get the whole go and all that other right, stuff. You right, know? Right. And I always, I always laugh about that. You know, right. I always laugh about that. And, uh, and I have an aunt and she, I'm, I'm sure she's not gonna listen to this podcast, but if she does, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. Mm. But I have an aunt that she, she really thinks that like the Freemasons are total full blown devil worshipers. Right. That's and my mother in law. When I said full blown, that doesn't mean we're half blown. You know, devil worshippers. But you know, she thinks it's like super evil. And I remember being, she was here one night, and I'm going to lodge. And I said, "Hey, I'm leaving. You know, I got to go to lodge." And my aunt was like, "What kind of lodge?" And I said, "Well, Freemasonry." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, please tell me you're not a Freemason." I said, "Yeah, I'm a 32nd degree Freemason. You know, I belong to the Scottish right And I tell her all that. Damn right, she's I like, am. <laughs> oh my gosh, she goes, "It's too late for you." <laughs> now see you completely sold your soul and um, i was like i laughed and i said no and it's not about that and she's like yes it is and i heard it. i said look i gotta go i can't stay too long because i'm the one that's holding on to the goat's feet tonight before they cut it next. <laughs> you just completely just gave up at door. that point you're like whatever she's not gonna listen no matter what <laughs> i'll send her a copy of it now i've been there that's funny so <laughs> All right. But, you know, there's just a lot of misconceptions, bro. Yeah, yeah no, they're out there. Uh, just like that. Just like the meme, uh, everything else. One of my favorite memes. So before President Trump became president, mm-hmm. uh, we had a meeting with him at the at the Trump Towers. I was about to say the Twin Towers. No, at the Trump Towers. Mm-hmm. And we sat there and the media came in and the media was asking questions. And from that, that uh, meeting, there was a lot of pictures. And it was right after... Uh, the Batman versus uh, or Batman Superman movie came out. Yeah. Where yeah. what? Who was the Lex Luthor? That guy with the stringy hair. That weird. Yeah, he's a, he's a he little squirrely guy. I don't know what his he name was. The guy that played um, Mark Zuckerberg in the the social media movie. Yeah, uh, Eisen, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Right. So DC. It was it was DC Comics, which is hilarious, right? And that's when I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. DC Comics took a picture of us meeting with President Trump, and and somebody made a meme out of it, and it said, uh, "DC had all these Lex Luthers to pick from, and they picked this guy." So <laughs> it was funny because it's a picture of all of us sitting there with our bald heads. 
Uh, it's actually pretty man. funny. Actually. That is funny. Yeah, that, that is, is funny. Clever. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah no, I'm a cool. comic book nerd, so I thought that was funny. <laughs> See, another thing that I love about you. We're oh, like, I feel like God. we're related in some way. And Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> and Epstein did not kill himself. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna dye my mustache red just for you. See, I uh, see now that there we go. There we now we have a true fan. Halloween is past. Put a little extra something in your swag bag for you. The eyebrows. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome, man. You guys are seriously awesome. I want to thank you guys, and I want to commend you guys for what you're doing. It takes a lot of guts, you know, especially now when you have a lot of individuals that want to attack certain groups in certain areas. Mm. You guys have gone through that extra step. You guys made a commitment to do this podcast. Mm. Talk to brothers. Talk about how, you know, relaxed and sound cool mm. the craft really is. And and I really admire you guys. You guys are awesome. All three of you guys are amazing individuals. I am blessed and I'm a better man, a better mason just because I ran into your podcast and because I ran into guys like you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very, much. very much. We appreciate that. We have something back words. to give to you. So, brothers, charge your cannons. My cannon and my cannon is charged in a line. Mine is not. Oh, How did that happened. Stay with us one moment, brother. Stay with us one moment. No, no, I'm good. What do what, what you got? So, we're uh, we're drinking uh, a scotch whiskey? Um, it is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, very special small batch from Larceny. Out of Kentucky? Out of, I think it has to be out of Kentucky to be called yeah, bourbon. It's got to be. It does. Yep. 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 It yep. is it's from Kentucky. Kentucky. And uh, we would like to uh, toast you, uh, Warsher Brother Art. Uh, Let's see if he screws it up. Go ahead. Give it a shot. I wasn't finished. I, I know. Was I'm just waiting. I'm in the no, I was going to say Art and oh. Brother Toby. Oh, okay. So you're going to yeah. skip it. Brother Toby. No, I want you to say his last name. <laughs> I want you to say it. Say it. Go ahead. Art. Quetto? Del Quetto. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give it to you. Right. I'll give it to you. I got it. Yeah, okay. You see the sabotage this son of a bitch does to me? No, I just got giddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just got giddy. And then Brother Toby. Yes. So uh, I'd like to uh, toast you both. So, brethren, right Thank hand you. to arms. To, to arms. arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. To you, brother. Thanks for being on the podcast. We appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Keep in touch, and I will Thank continue you. to send you Epstein did not kill himself pictures and memes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, dude. And you know what? I know some of you guys may have sent me a friend's request. Send me a message telling me it's you because I don't know who, who, who's who. You got it, brother. You, you can't miss Joe because uh, because I mean, I'm the rock star. I'm the I'm the. The stir that stirs the drink. He's uh, red and gray hair. Red and gray hair. It's, there's not that much gray in my head. It. There's some in the beard. <laughs> you know, stop it. Stop it. We can't all look like we're 12 years old, there especially in your height. There we go. You know, you talk a lot of junk for a guy that's four. You guys are great, man. You guys are truly great. It was, it was truly a blessing to be on your show. And I appreciate everything you guys did, man. All right. Great. And um, we'll be in touch uh, off air to get your address. We do actually have some lovely parting gifts for you that we'll send out to you. And uh, Thank we'll, you. we'll get some info and then uh, we'll go from there. But if you ever find yourself in the Connecticut area, let us know. And if I'm out in Arizona, I will definitely look you up unless you put a restraining order on me like most people do. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to. I'm going to make it a point to get out there with you guys. Oh, please. Awesome. We would love that. That'd we would absolutely awesome. love that. 